Welcome to I'm Obsessed With This, the Netflix podcast about the shows and films viewers cannot get enough of, sort of like how Erica Berry cannot get enough tears out of her system. <laughs> and today I'm joined in the studio by Wall Street Journal Magazine digital editor, Miles Tanzer. Hi, Miles. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on no, this beautiful Friday. It's cold now. <laughs> it's freezing, it's but actually cold it's now. actually perfect weather for this because I'm wearing a sweater that is cream colored, which is like perfect for our discussion. <laughs> You're right. Nancy would love that. She wouldn't love the coat. What, what would you what would you call that print? Not herringbone. Um, like a it's a knit. It's a, a salt knit for sure. Knit. Yeah. Um, a lovely coat. Thank you so much. I would love the coat. Uh, Nancy would say no. No, too dark. It's too dark. <laughs> she wants creams. She wants whites. She doesn't want blues. Mm-mm, no way. The only salt and pepper she wants is a Hamptons shingle. You know, <laughs> the shingles on the side of the house. Yes. So maybe you would blend in with those. It's not good. Um, but thank you for being here. How's the essential water? Thank you. The water is delicious. It's fresh. It's perfect. Perfectly chilled. I don't know if you told me this in person or if you just tweeted it once. Sure. Miles Tanzer on Twitter.com. <laughs> um, I was surprised that you didn't want a seltzer. I do. Lo- I love a seltzer, but... Don't you carry around salt packets sometimes? I do. I love a seltzer. I love salt. I love... Those are two two of the mains. Mm-hmm. But I would say when I'm like doing like a talking on a microphone, mm-hmm. when I have a seltzer, it's like a little burpy. Okay. And then okay. like I get weird that I'm like dodging the mic to like side burp discreetly like yeah yeah a little like maybe they didn't notice it was a burp (laughs) yeah so i like i like a flat water okay sure that makes sense and that has you know that's uh what do they call that it's It's alkaline yeah it's water fortified for something i believe it's a scam but it tastes good it's really good absolutely so when we first talked about you coming on the show we were talking about gay movies on Netflix and there's usually like a very wide variety of gay movies on Netflix but unfortunately they're like they come in they come out they come and go we kind of like keep our eyes on that category and hope like a new one comes in and it's always nice because you can just pick anything and it's going to be a good time Mm -hmm. we switched around we're going to talk about something's got to give totally but before we get into that have you watched a good gay movie on Netflix lately I you know I the thing about the gay movies on Netflix that I really like is that those are, that's like my, to quote Sex and the City, my secret single behavior in that like I, if I have like the apartment to myself, I'll just put on like the saddest gay movie on Netflix I can mm-hmm. find. Yeah. So like often it's literally just like this couple in like the late 70s, early 80s and you know what's going to happen and it's going to break your heart. Mm-hmm. And like I just watch that and I cry and I love it. And like there's like six movies on Netflix right now that like have that category. And, and only when you're all. alone. Yeah. It's just like that's my like private moment like mm-hmm. i can't really enjoy it with friends or like my partner like it's 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 more for me and you're <laughs> newly engaged congratulations thank you i am we'll get into that later okay. i do i want to know how that relates to the nancy myers totally, universe. totally totally but until then i watched jenny slate this morning because yes of you. i love it i was crying tears of laughter she's so funny she's so funny did she so she has a new stand-up special and a lot of it involves ghosts, which I was not expecting. <laughs> yeah. A lot of it involves her family. Like, it's yeah. mostly about her it's family. Very, it's really, it, like, cliche sounding, but it's very personal. Like, mm-hmm. I was very surprised that, like, in a, obviously, like, stand-ups by their nature are, like, confessional. Mm-hmm. But in this one, like, it really feels very, very personal. There's, like, the interstitial interviews with her where she gets very revealing about her career. Mm-hmm. And I just found it really moving, but also at the same time was, like, laughing uncontrollably she's so much funny the time. she's so funny and i feel like it was it, there was sort of a learning curve for me the mm-hmm. the beginning it was a little 
it was almost too personal. It was like jarringly personal. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not really laughing much. Like I like watching uh-huh. this, but this is this is a lot. And then by the end, it just sort of becomes sort of a traditional stand-up yeah. thing. And it was interesting hearing her talk about her divorce, which yeah. I wasn't expecting. No, I really all. wasn't either. And like, sh- you know, I've watched her videos for so long. Like I remember when she would do those videos with like Gabe Liebman. They were so Marcel Deschel. Yeah, Marcel Deschel. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. just really, really funny. And this showed like such a f- side of her that was kind of closer to like her move, like obvious child. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like her, I don't know, like she, she has, she's shown a lot of like intimacy on screen. Mm-hmm. And that was in the special, which I wasn't really expecting. I was expecting it to be like, ha ha funny. And it, I, I think it's hard for a lot of people to do this. And she succeeds at this, which is that if you are, and I think she is like objectively like beautiful, yeah, you know, like sort of like traditionally classically beautiful woman. Yeah, she's but cool. if you are like a, a classically beautiful person and you are complaining about how you are insecure and you think you are unworthy of everything that's been thrown on you, sometimes it can be a little hard to swallow, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, Jennifer Aniston, like chill. <laughs> but with Jenny Slate, I sort of, there's something about her delivery and I think it is just because it's because she's been a comedian for so long and it's like mm-hmm. we feel like we do know these people a little more than we know. By nature, they have to be a little more open and honest about themselves. So yeah. it's like I believe her in a way that I don't necessarily believe, you know, Reese Witherspoon. Now I'm just mentioning morning show people. <laughs> in a way, I don't believe Mark DePlass. Yeah, that's all a lie. <laughs> have you watched morning show? I have watched it. I've, Should I, I watch it. it? I was a total sucker for it. By the third... Uh, by the third episode, I was just like, oh, I'm all in. <laughs> like, I could not be more interested in watching the rest of the show. I kept hearing people tweet. Well, I would see it back and forth. People would say, like, it's so stupid. I hate it. And then, yeah. like, it's so stupid. I love it. And I feel like I would fall in the latter camp. Yeah. Because, like, I love the newsroom and I hated it at the same time. If you Then you would love this show. Okay. It's exactly that in that you're just watching it. You're like, this is so unbelievable and ridiculous. And, like, please give me 20 more hours of it. Like, I can't live without it. Were they releasing them in batches, right? There's I only think, like yeah, three. The, it was the first three now, and then I think there's one out every Friday from now mm-hmm. on. But and, yeah. And Jenny Slate's stand-up special is streaming now on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. The ghost thing, I wasn't really sure. Where do you think they ended up there? Because she had that part with her dad where he was I like, know. I didn't realize that that sort of affected your entire life. Right. But that like, was that was a part, yeah, that I wasn't really sure about. I wasn't sure if it was her being like, I no longer think the house is haunted. Or now I just understand why I feel like the house is haunted. Yeah. But like, I, I went away convinced that the Slate family <laughs> household was fully haunted by like a vengeful ghost. Absolutely. I agree. And also she was like, well, they're moving. Like, great. And I was like, is this like your way of really saying goodbye to this like ghost mm-hmm. part of your mm-hmm. life? And like, that was... The ghost yeah, part of your life. <laughs> I don't know. There was, it did feel surprisingly centered in the story of mm-hmm. the special which i yeah. was like okay like i'm with you still because mm-hmm. i'm enjoying this a lot but at the same time part of me was like mm-hmm. not totally convinced on that yeah but overall she's funny. very into it and she's so funny, she's funny. her I joke mean... about skeletons in the audience oh yeah me, the, like... when the skeleton yeah. laughed oh my god i'll put that here isn't it so scary that we're all that's just a room filled with skeletons <laughs> let me isn't it so gross if you described us that way, that it was a, a dark room with the red curtains filled with skeletons that were covered in slippery muscles and blood and robed in skin. <laughs> when you laugh, your skeleton's like, ay, 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 ay. 
Um, another great way to transition is with this. Let's see, you know, it's supposed to play in your headphones, but mm. you know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping you would do this. I'm gonna let it just wash over us. How insane is it that something's gotta give <laughs> begins with Crazy Town Butterfly? <laughs> so I rewatched this movie this weekend and. For a second, like, I forgot about it and was like, mm-hmm. oh, did I pick the wrong movie? Mm-hmm. Because it's so insane that it starts with a montage of hot girls walking into clubs to <laughs> Crazy like, Town Butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's like, oh, great. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. that makes sense. And then there's no, I mean, I guess it's like Harry's world. Yeah. But even if it's just Harry's world, it has very little to do with the rest of the movie. Like, right. we rarely see him in that environment. We just know that it's some place that he yeah, drives right it's very jarring but it's always like i've probably seen this movie over 10 <laughs> times now yeah and i think it's sort of a running theme with this movie but like i forget it every time i watch it you know like every time i watch it i feel like i haven't seen it before and i'm like oh right this happens oh right keanu reeves is in this oh right he's a doctor yeah. oh yeah she gets naked <laughs> crazy town butterfly yeah. this movie ends five times yeah the thing about the music cues in this movie too is that Somehow, Crazy Town Butterfly is played in it, but also Sunday Morning by Maroon 5, which, like, there's a significant distance between those two pop songs, but they both are in this movie. Which is definitely one of their first singles, right? Yeah, for if sure. not, like, like, in their first few... Hit album. Yeah. yeah. Song is about Jane. <laughs> there it is, November. And it came out... This song was released as a single after it appeared in the movie. Right. That's so weird. So, like, what... I had... I was, like, where in the timeline does this fall? But it... Because of, like, the stars and the music choices and, like, I feel like it exists in its own universe Mm -hmm. of, like, suspended reality, which is, like, where I want to live. Speaking of the soundtrack, it ends with Jack Nicholson singing (laughs) La Vie en Rose. Yes. (laughs) Which, yeah, we know, like, Nancy Myers has shared about this, that, like... There was supposed to be this bonus scene with them in Paris singing mm-hmm. on stage together and like really being in love. Mm-hmm. So like the fact that that was also in the movie is like crazy. I would love to read. I mean, I'm sure it's readily available online. Most screenplays for really popular movies like this one mm-hmm. are. But it's like I would love to read any first draft of an Nancy oh, Myers yeah. movie because I feel like they're always over two hours long. The final cuts. And you always get the feeling that she left some stuff out, like a lot of stuff out. Yeah. And that it was hard for her to get down to 140 <laughs> minutes. You yes. know, like she's like, I had to kill all of my darling. Like they're all dead. <laughs> and I want to know everything else that Erica and what's his name, Harry, got into yeah. in her mind. I also do feel, though, that like there's so much missed opportunity for like cinematic universes of all of her movies <laughs> then, because like there's definitely like, we are kind of left at the end, and, like, I want to talk about this more or whatever, but, like, with Keanu Reeves' character, like, we don't see his exit, and mm-hmm. we don't get really, like, resolution on his story. Yeah. So, like, what is the, like, Keanu spinoff that she had in mind, or, like, the, like, extra 40 minutes of Keanu content that we didn't get? Like, how many other women over 50 has Keanu, like, thrown himself at <laughs> yeah. in that hospital? <laughs> You know, part of it seems deeply inappropriate. Yes. Like the whole relationship, even though like at, on a service level, you're like, 
yeah, like gender flipping. <laughs> yeah, now the old woman gets the younger man. This yeah. is so hot. But then it's like, no, this is really, in- all of this is inappropriate <laughs> and very weird. And I'm not convinced that he's not a freak, like a yeah. creep. Like there, he gives off a very murderous vibe in this movie. A little bit. Se- very, it's very secretive. Yeah. And defensive. He's also seen all of her plays and like yeah. she has like 30 plays or something. Like why is this Hampton's doctor, young Hampton's doctor so interested in this one specific feminist playwright and it's very like <laughs> focused and the fact that he's like oh I didn't realize it was you is very mm-hmm. like kind of strange but I'm also just like you are so attractive in this movie and like kind mm-hmm. and oh god. You yeah. kind of find yourself wondering like or thinking it would be okay if she didn't get with with Harry. Yeah. So this works. This okay. is nice. She has options, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> kind of surprising <laughs> and crazy. Yeah, for a movie about like a 55-year-old woman. Yeah. She has her choose. pick, which yeah. is brilliant. But also just like, what ha- what happens? What happens to I keep wanting to look at the the clock because it's like the moment I start talking about an Nancy Myers movie, I'm like, three hours are going to pass <laughs> and we have to get out of the studio. Yes, and Thir- 25 minutes. Um, Perfect. But so something's got to give is Nancy Myers's third directorial effort after Parent Trap and mm-hmm. What Women Want. Mm-hmm. And I talked about this movie on another podcast, Blank Check, a couple of years ago when they did a Nancy Myers season. Maybe it was one year ago. Mm-hmm. But I think what, what makes this movie really interesting and why I was excited to choose it then is because... So this, do you know the podcast Blank Check? Yes. For those of you who don't know what it is, it was it was begun under the premise that like there are certain categories of directors, a lot of directors, when you have a hit, it does so well, you get a blank check and it's like, do whatever you want next. And the movie, and the podcast was originally about those movies. It's expanded to be about, you know, just directors oh and their filmographies. But this is kind of her blank check movie because the movie she made before this, well, the two she did, Parent Trap, which was a big success. It was a Disney hit. She had written a lot of movies before, including Father the Bride, Father the Bride 2. Baby Boom. Baby Boom. Private Benjamin. I love Baby Boom. What else did she write? Uh, The Whoopi Goldberg, Jumpin' Jack Flash. Very good. (laughs) Very weird. Then she makes What Women Want. Writes, directs it. It makes so much money. Do you know how much money? Hundreds of millions of dollars. $374 million. Insane. One of the highest grossing romantic comedies of all time. It's in the top three when you adjust for inflation. It's huge. And so after this movie, two years later, they're like, Nancy, in my mind, they're like, Nancy. I mean, the industry is way more sexist than this, but like, Nancy, make whatever you want to make. And what she wanted to make was a movie about old people falling in love and like having sex and like getting naked. (laughs) Yeah. And like, and it's so, it's so bloated. Like (laughs) she just throws everything in this movie. And there's always a Nancy Myers stand in Mm -hmm. in all of her movies. Yeah. And this one is feels the most autobiographical because she's a playwright. She's a writer. She's a writer. She's writing. The dialogue in this movie is so good that Mm -hmm. it could be fake dialogue. Yeah. And you're like, wow, that's really good dialogue. But it's actually just the dialogue that you watch. And you're like, great. It's more of it. Tell me it again. Yeah. She's. And I think it's like it's it is to me in my mind the most it's complicated might be one I like a little more but mm-hmm. like academically I feel like it is the peak Nancy Myers movie it's like everything about Nancy Myers that we like and talk about and make fun <laughs> of and love is in this movie turned up all the way absolutely and it's so much fun to watch and it's about Amanda Pete falls in love with this older playboy Jack Nicholson Harry mm-hmm. takes her to her mom's house in the Hamptons when she thinks her mom isn't there for the weekend 
They're about to fool around before they do. He has a heart attack while Diane Keaton and her sister, Frances McDormand, are there. (laughs) And so he has to go to the hospital, stay at the house for a few weeks, months. I'm always unclear about the time frame. I mean, the first time he tries to get out, it seems like hours. Yeah. Like, and then it's like, you could go into the city, but it'll be better if you stay here, blah, 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 with Dr. Keanu Reeves. They fall in love. Amanda Pete leaves him. He's like, I'm a playboy. I don't want to be in this relationship. She starts dating Keanu Reeves, and then they get back together at the end in Paris. Does it end in Paris? It does, right? It ends. Yeah. Well, it ends in Paris, and then there's that scene where they show them- The baby. The baby or the yeah. restaurant, and like all together. And... Anyway, it's it's wonderful. Can you guess how much this movie costs to make? Cost? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually not sure. Okay. What Woman Want cost $70 million. This cost 80 Okay. I'm assuming talent, expensive yeah, here. Yeah, mostly talent. There aren't many locations here. No. And camp- a lot of the locations yeah. look fake. Yeah. A lot of the facades are like, this the, is not. Paris is like Paris CGI. is not Paris. <laughs> Paris has never been less Paris. <laughs> no. Paris is like filmed in the same lot the good places filmed. Like Paris is... <laughs> yeah. Paris is so un-Paris. Yeah. Um, do you remember the first time you saw it? It made, by the way, $266 million. Diane Keaton won a Golden Globe for it. She Deserved. got nominated for an Deserved. Oscar for it. Jack got nominated for an Oscar for it. Should. I don't think Nancy got anything once again. Unjust. Unjust. So cool. Do you remember the first time you saw it? I remember seeing this in college kind of with, with a friend who's like, let's just put it on. We'll watch it. Like, And I was like, oh, yeah, I heard it's great. Like, whatever. And then mm-hmm. being like... Oh, it's so good. And then, like, <laughs> later on, just, like, whenever I have an opportunity to watch it, like, I will take that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Just because it's, like, I know I'm going to have a good time yeah. watching it. Like, I'm never going to be like, oh, yeah, this part is bad. Like, no, probably <laughs> not. Like, <laughs> I think it's pretty much all good. And that's the case with all of our movies. And I think a similar thing is that I would say they age like wine, but that's not a good Nancy Myers reference. You know what they <laughs> age like? Linen. Oh, Yeah. Linen sheets get more comfortable over time. Like linen clothes get softer yes, over time. Beachwear, vintage beachwear. This age is like a beautiful pair of like white linen sheets. <laughs> Every time I watch it, I like it more. Because the first time I saw it, I remember I saw it with my sister in the theater and I thought it was fine. Sure. And every single time I watched it since, I've fallen more in love with it. It's like you notice little, do you notice yeah. little things? It also, there's some, there's a way that she, um, re- reveals things. I don't know. The way that the movie is structured is just so smart, and I don't know how she does it. But this happens in all of, in all of our movies. Like I was saying, it's always surprising somehow, and yeah. I don't know what that magic is. <laughs> like I don't know how I'm always like, <gasps> like gasping at this movie that should seem so cut and dry. There are just so many avenues she takes you down, right? So mm-hmm. like, and it could end at so many different points. Mm-hmm. But she just keeps going and keeps telling you more story. And you're like, please, like, give it to me. You're Like, rarely in her movies are you left wondering, like, I wonder what happened to that side character. Like, no, they they resolve everything. Like, I think yeah. of Parent Trap when, like, Chessie and the butler get toge- together. Yeah. Like, she gives them an ending. I I'm love like, that you remember that her name is Chessie. Oh, of course. A lot che- of people think Chessie? it's Jessie. No, Chessie no, is it's important. Che- it's Jessie. <laughs> It's very much Chessie. It's very much Chessie. So this is the first movie that she wrote for Diane Keaton after Baby Boom. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to play. I thought this was very sweet. And this is her speech for winning oh. the Golden Globe. I'm not going to play the whole thing. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, I sure as hell wasn't prepared to be rediscovered by Nancy Myers. <laughs> Let's face it. Getting to play a woman to love at 57 
is like reaching for the stars with the stepladder. But I know I got lucky, and isn't it ironic that my luck, all my luck, was to have Nancy give me a chance to play a woman to love. She references the play in the movie yeah. twice already. <laughs> this goes on for two more minutes. But I love that, like, I think that there's something telling in the fact that she opens with, like, Nancy, Nancy, Nancy. Thank yeah. you, Nancy. This is Nancy. And I think that it it's something that cannot be overstated. I was so glad when you picked this movie. I mean, I, she is a true auteur. Like, she is, like, we understand she has such a distinct point of view. And yeah, it's about, like, rich white people in the Hamptons. Like, yeah, that's her point of view. That's what 0.02% of the population <laughs> is, like, a Nancy Myers character. But somehow they feel like they could be any of us. The way she says her name in that speech is how, like, it makes sense to say Nancy. She's like, Nancy! Like, it's just like, <laughs> yes, that's that's the way I feel about mm-hmm. this, too. Nancy! And yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Like, at the root of it, like, Jack Nicholson's character is just, like, he is an old, lonely guy. And mm-hmm. that's something, like, everyone can be sympathetic with. Mm-hmm. And, like, with Diane Keaton's character, it's li- it's very, like you are a strong person and no one sees you. And that's mm-hmm. like her story. And I feel like all people just want to be like seen. And mm-hmm. she's really good at tapping into like those basic human emotions, yeah. even though they're like rich, crazy people. Yeah. And I think that even that, that sort of adds something to her nude scene, which is a big point of conversation totally. in 2003. It was like Diane Keaton, this 50 something woman is doing a nude. And to be fair, it's like one second. Sure. But it's still a nude scene. Yeah, she's still naked. And I think that that has, that's like, in a way it's Nancy Myers, And I'm sure she's given interviews to this effect where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, like we can look at her like that. Like there's no reason for us not to look at her like that. She can be sexy. She could be naked in the movie. Cause like, guess what? Diane Keaton has sex. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like that's okay. Like people over 50 are still like, having sex with each other in the Hamptons, you know, (laughs) while recovering from heart Heart. surgery. Totally. I want to go back to Frances McDormand, who I think is a Columbia professor. She is a woman's study professor at at Columbia University. (laughs) Who is is Diane Keaton's character's sister. Is she supposed to be gay? Speaking of gay stuff. I think she is supposed to be gay. Yeah. There's like a gay reading to it because... Mm -hmm. I feel like when she sees Keanu at the farmer's market mm-hmm. later in the movie, that there's, like, no spark between, like, at, mm-hmm. at no point is there any spark between her and, like, anyone. And mm-hmm. she's very encouraging of, like, everyone having sex. Like, it's very, like, yeah, she's she's queer. She's, she's She reads a queer. queer. She reads a square. She reads a square. That's, and I think that's sort of a thing. It's But it's also, it's also peak Nancy Myers to, like, never meet a gay person no (laughs) even though you're in the hampton like all of ina garten's best friends are in this movie but they're not gay yeah like somehow (laughs) like making flower arrangements and like bringing fresh bread to her house totally are you a jack nicholson fan like generally i think i am not a hater in any way Mm -hmm. or i wouldn't say like i'm a stan but Mm -hmm. i'm a fan of watching him like in movies and i think he's particularly charming in this one yeah there are certain types of older prestige actors usually dudes yeah and when they're in a movie they sort of seem to be phoning it in harrison ford is a big one robert Mm -hmm. jr is a big one Mm -hmm. you can tell that they're in movies that they don't care about they just want the check and i feel like at a certain point in their career they like stop trying in a way that actresses don't stop trying right and there are a few movies that each of those people has made where it's like they there's like a respect to the material that you can see. And in this one, it's like Jack Nicholson seems to be like really having a good time and like doing something interesting. It's sort of like Robert and Robert De Niro 
made like a bunch of movies that no one cared about and like weird weirdo comedies. Yeah. And then he made The Intern, which is really sweet. <laughs> He's people really like to, sweet in it. He's people really like sweet. to dump on that movie, but that is a really sweet, cute little movie yeah. that everyone involved is like very passionate about Anne Hathaway is really great in that movie she's, she's so good. She, vulnerable yeah she's so oh she's so good she's really good and I think that's something that Nancy Myers is just like a, an expert at and during the end we were talking about this before recording but during the promo cycle for the intern Nancy Myers talked a lot about how she had a hard time getting money for it mm-hmm. because like oh she wants to make a movie about an old person befriending a young person and like no one's having sex like it's not a rom-com it's just like about friends and everyone was like you can't make that movie that's not gonna work and she's like all i do is make movies that are <laughs> like all i do is make movies about demographics that no one thinks they're gonna care about and they end up being monster hits um just trust nancy myers is is what i'm saying you have one new message message one erica hi it's julian i'm in the restaurant and I'm uh, just wondering if you're on your way. It's about 8.20. It's a lovely night out here. It's uh, nice. The crying scene. I want to talk about the crying scene. Uh, the crying scene somehow is so funny. So funny. And it goes on <laughs> so, so long. <laughs> There's so many tears. It, it's just like a, a great distillation of like Nancy Myers' approach to like... <laughs> cinema like like we don't have a time frame here like (laughs) just keep on crying she's so funny in it and i think diane keaton can get wrapped up in nervous lady a Uh little too much yeah and somehow here it's like kind of composed and good oh gosh when she grabs the glasses and she realizes that they're his glasses (laughs) and cries and like double cries it's um it's perfect no one can cry like diane keaton no um what do you think about the play I think the play is probably bad. It must be bad, right? Like when they say like the dancing Harrys and there's like a chorus line of like mm-hmm. naked old dancers. I'm like, oh, this was a terrible play that was a hit. It was probably, I feel like even good writers have a hard time writing writers mm-hmm. where it's like, especially where they have, if they have to like write the fiction that the writers are writing and then show the fake <laughs> fiction that the yeah. fake writer's writing, it's always bad. Yeah. But here it's like particularly bad. Yeah. There's I no think, way that play is good. I mean, I think... They were making the point that it's like a commercial hit. Like it mm-hmm. seems to be like a goofball musical. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But like also like that seems bad. <laughs> like that that doesn't mean that it's good. I want to talk about other Nancy Myers movies. You said your favorite one is The Parent Trap. Yes. She wrote Private Benjamin. She wrote Baby yeah, Boom. She yeah, wrote yeah. Bite of the Bride. She wrote I Love Trouble. Mm-hmm. She wrote Father of the Bride Part 2. Let's focus on her directorial efforts. Sure. Parent Trap, What Women Want, Something's Gotta Give, The Holiday, It's Complicated the intern rank them from top to bottom i think number one for me is parent trap i agree it's perfect Mm -hmm. film to me like every second of it i just it's nostalgic it It takes you back it has aged wonderfully again yeah like chessie has taken such good care of the linen (laughs) it's so good the house is so beautiful the california house is like i love both of the houses honestly they're both amazing r.i.p the concord um number two Number two, I would say it has to be this. Like, something's mm-hmm. got to give mm-hmm. is number two. Number three for me is probably it's complicated. Okay. Um, Like, Meryl is just so good in it. Like, mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, And then The Holiday is probably after that. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you're a particular holiday fan. Is that true? Sort of. I don't yeah. love The Holiday. Okay. But I, I feel like <laughs> it's... 
impossible to not enjoy it. Like it's still a Nancy Myers movie. Yeah. Like it's such a it's such a warm little movie. Yeah. I don't love it though. Yeah. I feel like I and I like the Kate Wentz at Jack Black subplot a whole lot more than I like Cameron Diaz and Jude Law. I agree. I totally agree. But it's, it's much more interesting. But it's cute. Yeah. Um wait, what what are the other ones? Oh, and then you've got then, the one you have left or what woman want in the intern. I think it, that for me is in that order. Like what one what one want, I love what one want. I think it's good, but like there's something about Mel Gibson that just like mm-hmm. I can't fully commit to. Mm-hmm. I I don't think it's aged as well as the other ones. Yeah, no, because I, mostly it's aged terribly. Yeah. yeah, and just in general, like the whole of the movie, it's like is that the perspective we need? Like I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Also, Mel Gibson and Helen Hunt have like very little chemistry. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work for me as yeah. She like, had more chemistry with like the tornadoes and Twister than she does in Mel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. So the interns yeah. are number. I guess by default, it's, it's your final. I still like really enjoy it, oh. but I know, I know that's that's I a think, little rougher. I reading. think we're pretty. No, I think we're almost identical. I think yeah. I would put what woman want last. Okay, but I'm not sure where I would put the intern over the holiday. And I also I feel like it's seasonal. Like if it were December 23rd right now, oh, holiday would be holiday like maybe number two. Move up to the rankings. <laughs> like yeah. I don't know. The intern also, the Anders Holmes like that's who's in it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that whole subplot of it, like throws the movie off for it's me. So it's weird. It's very weird, and it's like weird. If, if, if it just hurts to watch. Like I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not into it. It still made money. Yeah, because it's Nancy Myers. Thank God. And then she probably like ghost directed her daughter's movie, The Home Again, which oh, we won't talk about. We won't talk about that. We're not going to talk about. It's not nice. We're not going to talk about Home Again. <laughs> An interesting thing that I discovered while I was looking up some stuff about Something's Got to Give is that Something's Got to Give is like specifically an American English idiom. Like, mm-hmm. people aren't saying that in other languages, really. <laughs> and if they are, it's, like, a completely different translation. Right. So I was like, what is this movie called in other countries? <laughs> and I don't know why I've never looked that up before. So oh I looked God, it I up. And this. I, like, in Lithuania, it's called Milet Has Fun, which I guess is Erica's name in the movie Milet. Oh, okay, yeah. Yes, Milet Has Fun. She does have she fun. She does have fun. She has tons of it. So I found some other... These are, to be fair, these are the literal English translations of the the other other language titles. But still, you're going to play a little game. You're going to see if you can guess the country (laughs) based on the name for something you've got to get. All of them are different. Great. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Anything could happen. Is that Germany, Italy, or Spain? That feels... Um, Italian to me. You got it right. It's Italian. It, ha- it has an Italian yeah. essence yeah. to it. And then, to close but not quite, everything can happen. Oh, <laughs> is that yeah. is that Portugal, Greece, or France? That feels very French to me. It's very French. You got it. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, two out of two. This is great. There are ten. I really felt the spirit of it. <laughs> okay. Um, something unexpected. Oh boy. Is that Mexico, Canada, or Argentina? That's so weird. Um. That could be Mexico. It's Canada. I knew it was so I, Canada. I, I knew it. I was it was on the tip of my tongue. I put it after this because both of them are in French. Oh. But the Canadian French translates to something, something completely different. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Canada, but not That's everything can so happen. so crazy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love this one. <laughs> one has to come up short. Is this Iran, India, or Malta? I think it's India. <laughs> It's Iran. Okay, this title is about Keanu Reeves' character because he is the one. <laughs> he is the one that has You're to come right. up short. Literally, right. one has one to. Of, one of them does. Th- that title's a spoiler. That is. I don't know. Nancy just throwing out life lessons. <laughs> I didn't even know it. One has to. Like we can't all be like Diane Keaton and Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Um, when you least expect it. 
Finland, Norway, or Iceland? I'm going to go with Finland. No. Close. It's Norway. It's, it's yeah. Cl- I mean, that is, is, I was sort of a trick question. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, better late than... Oh, this is great. Better <laughs> better late than later. Oh! Which, if you think about it, is almost a better idiom or phrase than better late than never. Yeah. You know? Better late than later. Later, yeah. Or even, yeah. Better than never. Better than never. Better late than later. Is this Thailand, <laughs> Chile, or Greece? I'm going to go with Chile. It's Greece. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> I, knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I don't know why I didn't think that. Someone in the Mamma Mia universe yeah. definitely says oh better late God. than later. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Crazy in love. I love that one. Is this Japan, Russia, or Sweden? I think Japan. I, I knew you would think Japan, you I would but think it that. is Sweden. Oh, it's Sweden. Okay. That's why I threw Japan in there. Okay. That's like also a Swedish pop song. Like, that's <laughs> Matt, perfect. Matt Martin wrote yeah. that song. Four more. Everything is possible in love. <laughs> Everything is possible in love. True. Turkey, Serbia, or the Czech Republic? I'm going to go with Serbia. It's Turkey. Oh. You know, I, it's very... <laughs> This is impossible. It's so hard. I was on a roll. I was on a roll. You were. You were doing really well. What's your head? As they say in Iran, one has to come up short. (laughs) It's me in this game. I love this one. Okay. Someone has to concede, which is similar to one must come up short. Is this Egypt, Ukraine, or Mexico? I'm going to go with Ukraine. It's Mexico. Oh. It's Mexico. Yeah, I don't... I don't know how I thought anyone would just get these, <laughs> yeah. but it's fun to run through them. Okay. I love them. Love by the rules, ellipsis, and without. Love. Oh, here we go. I'm going to do this better, better <laughs> okay. intonation. Okay, okay. Love by the rules, ellipsis, and without. Oh. Is this Pakistan, Germany, or Russia? I think Pakistan. It's Russia. Russia. Wow. That's. I was expecting like a curt title, mm-hmm. maybe. And but without. but yeah. like Russia mentioning rules, uh, you it almost sort of makes sense yeah. when you think about it. Yeah, love by the rules, I like they're like the you have to love by the rules. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, and then just romantic age. Is this South Korea, China, or Japan? Um, I'm gonna say Japan. It's Japan. Ah, uh, you got you I, ended with. I loved ending on a win. That's great. Thank Anything you. and everything could happen when we're playing this game <laughs> about something's um, something's got to give. That needs a better name. I'll think yeah, of one. It is. Yeah. Are, do you have any last thoughts about something's got to give? SGG? Uh, NM heads? I'm just happy for Amanda Pete too. She ends up with a lovely husband and a child. She does. It's good for her. It's also funny, like, when you scrutinize her movies, they're sort of like... She's a very traditionalist where mm-hmm. it's like she was trying she was trying to have too much fun, but she really just needs to settle down with some like <laughs> friendly, boring guy and yeah, like have a baby. Literally. Like she's having too much fun as an auctioneer or whatever she did. <laughs> she is an auctioneer. <laughs> like, also have calling her mom in from the city, like, Mom, I'm so upset. That dad's her- engaged. Ugh. Which is like very, that's this sort very of thing, inappropriate. It sort of happens and it's complicated yeah. too. When they all get in the bed after right. they find out that their mom and dad are like together again it's they're so confused very, they're all adults it's inappropriate anyway we're done talking about something's gotta give thank you for coming in here miles um i'm gonna go watch it again thank i watched so it like much. a week ago and i'm gonna watch it again uh this was Same. a lot of fun something's gotta give is streaming now on netflix her other movies are not I know. and that's a problem it's a crisis netflix call up nancy make a deal <laughs> we gotta get them all on there you don't have to call up hallie myershire we don't need home again we just need we just need the, the nancy myers canon Um, Thanks for coming in. Have a great week.